Hello and welcome to episode 7. This week I'm keeping to the theme of non-CHD people and I asked my wife Alison if she'd like to come and have a chat with me about coming into my life and learning about my CHD and dealing with the traumas of surgery and her perspective. So we discuss about that and how she came to know about my condition uh, amongst family life and the COVID-19 pandemic. As usual, you can follow me on Instagram at Hearts to Hearts Podcast. You'll also find me on Facebook. The music is brought to you, as always, by Leon Teach, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you for coming on. No, thank you for having me. Not at all. My first face-to-face guest. I know, it's exciting for you. I know. I thought it would be a good idea to chat to you because you haven't got a CHD and you came into a relationship with someone that has a CHD so you yeah. had to go through life-altering, like I had to go through life altering operations even, and you were there to experience it having never experienced that throughout your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought it would be a good idea to get your feelings and stuff throughout being with me yeah but first we could probably talk about how you came to know me and learning about my CHD yeah so we met properly probably about 16 17 years ago yeah we obviously we went through school together we're the same age um, not primary but secondary but didn't really know of each other at secondary school I wouldn't say but then we started work at the same supermarket and that's where we became good friends and from there I, I don't remember it ever being a big deal but I do remember realizing that you didn't have the same capabilities of some in terms of some stuff yeah. like I always remember my sister worked there as well and she would sometimes be in charge of the tills and she would give people tasks to do and like she'd ask you to do all this work with roll cages and stocking shelves and you would say no and she would come home and she'd say that Stuart is so lazy <laughs> but obviously now we know that you you couldn't do that because of your condition so I don't think it was anything that I remember ever being a big deal I think it was just something that gradually as we got closer it was something I learned more about I probably was more open yeah, like well. I, I don't remember ever having a big chat with you, but obviously, I think quite quickly, obviously we were close friends for probably about a year before we started yeah. going out. And I think even when we were friends, you know, we would confide in each other about things. So you probably did open up to me quite quickly about your history with your CHD and what you'd been through. But I don't remember ever being phased by it or anything. And then obviously when we did get together... Like, I think we'd only been going out for about a year. And yeah, like, you took me to Stirling to, I don't know, what was it like a oh, it was, convention yeah, kind of thing? It was I like don't a, know. an anniversary, I think. I think it yeah. was for the that heart group. Yeah, so it was a, a big gathering. And obviously a few of, so Ailey that you spoke to and mm. Kirsty that you spoke to, um, 
they were both there and loads of other people and I remember being really excited to go and I, I felt really honoured that you wanted to take me yeah. to that but it was quite intimidating as well because I knew going into that that everyone there had a huge history together and had been through massive things and so I did feel a bit of an outsider from that point of view but I mean everyone was so lovely and they made me feel so welcome but it was very intimidating because it was like you guys had this unspoken bond that no one could ever (laughs) contend with so um, that was probably the first real time where I really thought about it a lot. I mean, I remember just a couple of months before that, we went on our first holiday together. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to France. And so I think I was a bit naive because I remember making you walk up this big hill and it didn't even cross my mind that you wouldn't manage that. Yeah. And I remember, like, you would keep stopping. You said you were looking at the view and I was like, how many times can we look at this view? <laughs> and it didn't even cross my mind that you would be struggling with that. Whereas now... Like, after all these years with you, I know your limitations and I know what you can manage. But obviously, in the early days, it was all a learning curve. Probably the chance I was trying to be like, I'm fine and trying to not. Well, show yeah, that I do think I in the early days, you, you tried a lot more and probably pushed yourself more than you should have done sometimes. Um, but then you just kind of got more relaxed like we all do in a relationship and you just you don't feel you need to try as hard but yeah it was never like a huge thing for me there was never like this big moment where I realized that you had this heart condition it was something that I think when we became close knew about it and then obviously I saw your scars and that so Mm -hmm. when I saw your scars obviously conversations came from that about how you got those scars and what you'd been through um, but I'd like to think I was always very understanding you of it very, I, you've always been very good even now and I don't think any of that fazed me you know no. if anything it just made me have more respect for you for what you'd actually been through and just you know was amazed it, like the same when I went to that weekend in Stirling like to think what all of you had been through, you know, uh-huh. was an amazing thing. There's so many different stories, and that's like yeah, and so brave, and and I, in a in a way, I think I went into it thinking that none of you would be able to have a drink or that. I've never drank so much <laughs> as I did that night. You were all knocking back the drinks and like dancing the whole night and everything. No, Honestly, so anyone that thinks that you guys, you know can't have a good time I've got it totally wrong exactly (laughs) I was struggling to keep up but yeah so that was like the early days I would say yeah um and then obviously as our relationship carried on obviously I wanted you to be involved more and took you to appointments with cardiologists and that yeah so well went to nine wells I think yes that was the first time I remember going to nine wells and I felt again it was intimidating going because I remember the doctor that you saw is a doctor that's known you for I think your whole life you probably know? one of the yeah, yeah yeah and um I remember her taking notes like noting that you'd had a girlfriend and everything yeah. and like this was a huge thing um and I think that was probably the stage where because your mum and dad lived away yeah um I started going 
to appointments a bit more and I felt this pressure because obviously for all those years your mum had done such a great job and it kind of felt like oh my god am I going to be able to do this you know and and obviously at those appointments I was still le- I would say I'm still learning now you uh-huh. know because you have such a history so and there's all this changing as well isn't well it? that's it yeah and I think yeah so those appointments in the early days they were very scary in a way because all these terms they were speaking about in the big folder that would come out it was always much bigger than everyone else's um, the bible i know so like i remember going there and then obviously a couple of different hospitals in glasgow I yeah because it was before i think it was officially in that the jubilee yeah so i remember you'd come with me went to the western i believe we went to yes i can't remember if i got there was a couple, yeah, because there was a couple of procedures I got. Yeah, that you'd that's right. Come with me. There was just a kind of day yes, thing. Yeah, and then obviously. And exercise the, tests the and whatnot. Big move was when you started going to the Golden Jubilee. And yeah. I don't know if that's because of the hospital or because we'd been together more, but at that stage it started to feel a bit more relaxed for me and I wasn't as intimidated and I, I felt like I was kind of known what I was going into and what I was doing uh-huh. and then obviously well you know what came after that 2010 yes the the big valve replacement that I went yeah. through which I bet for you obviously you've grown up in, with your family and yeah your family have relatively been health yeah. clear of yeah. like operations and whatnot so mm-hmm. coming in to this where yeah. how like obviously, even for everyone, family like for yeah. my family, it was a daunting thing. How did it feel for you? It was very scary. <laughs> um, so like it was the end of September, so we'd got our first place together. We just moved into our first flat together yeah. at the beginning of that month. So we'd kind of just got settled, but we knew this was coming. So I can still remember now saying bye to you when because obviously your mum and dad were taking you down and saying bye to you and just crying the whole time because you were going away and the thought of what you were going to be going through and I wouldn't be there and then I remember speaking to you that night you were texting me when you were in hospital and then the next morning you went into surgery and you were literally in surgery for a whole day of my work and Looking back now, I have no idea how I managed to work that day. I can't imagine <laughs> being able to do that now if you were going through a procedure, but I just had to, and I knew your mum and dad were there. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was weird, and I can remember, I think your operation was on a Thursday, and just waiting and waiting to hear from your mum, and I knew she would get in touch with me as soon as she could, um, and I remember getting a phone call at like maybe six o'clock in the evening saying that you'd been in surgery for like eight, nine hours yeah. or something. It went well, so so that was great. And like hearing one of the first things that you asked was, does Alison know? <laughs> <laughs> and so that was nice. And um, I just remember being so excited to come and visit you at the weekend. And I remember when you you came out of hospital and just not wanting to leave your side but obviously you were so fragile because it was open heart surgery so like 
just being so careful around you and yeah it was very strange and obviously your mum looked after you you went back to see your mum's and I remember us being like kids huffing because <laughs> it was like I your mum was keeping us apart because <laughs> she was just looking after you which was the right thing to do but we we're like oh we're not going to sleep together in the same bed and it was so difficult and then obviously you had your valve replacement and then I think maybe yeah so I think it was about two weeks you'd been home for after your operation and I remember that you'd been coughing a lot and your mum was like always examining what you'd been coughing up and I think it was becoming more and more like rusty coloured bloody um and I remember I was at work and I got a message or a phone call from I can't remember if it was you or your mum saying we are going to Glasgow we need to get Stuart to Glasgow ASAP and I remember I was like oh can I come will I come and your mum was like if you're coming decide now we need to go I was like right I'm coming so I left work um didn't have any stuff together none none of us did and came down to Glasgow with you and then obviously you got seen by the consultant and they said yeah you have to get back to surgery straight away that was that was a big thing for me because I'd never seen you emotional like that because obviously you were so disheartened yeah operation and then in a way it felt like it was all for nothing yeah I know because you it's you know just so disheartening that you were having to go back into surgery and that was awful I felt like I couldn't do anything um but then I remember that you had you think did you get the surgery the next morning that night. was it that night yeah. yeah and so obviously me and your mum luckily with the golden jubilee there's a hotel joined onto it so me and your mum got a hotel room together and we spent a few nights there yeah. together I think and had to go to the shops and get jammies and whatnot because we had nothing with us um, but I remember just feeling so grateful that your mum let me come yeah and be a part of that because again I think at that point I still felt a bit like an intruder because I don't know I just didn't feel like I had a right to be there of course you'd have a right to be there because we were four years into our yeah it was just such a huge thing though that was like what I knew there because yeah what everyone exactly I know but it was help and see me through what was an unfortunate time because it wasn't planned and as I and said to my mum and dad in the last episode, that I kind of blame myself because I dis- not discharged myself from the hospital, but I said I was fine. Yeah. And got sent home probably when I shouldn't have. Yeah, but the good thing is it all did work out, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was an eye opener. <laughs> yeah. For everyone. And I've never done that again. I'm um, always. But I mean, all the all the staff at Golden Jubilee were amazing and the the surgeon I remember feeling like he was a celebrity that's what I used to always say to you and your mum like if I saw him I'd be like oh there he goes (laughs) because I just I couldn't believe what they're able to do and it just amazed me you know like I'd never been exposed to anything like that in my life I've been so fortunate that um the only losses I've suffered have been through old age you know yeah. um, so I'd never experienced someone having a condition from the moment they were major, born major surgery yeah and... never 
so that like 2010 was a huge year and I think by that point we knew <laughs> we were destined to be together um, there was no going back from there yeah and I obviously I remember your recovery and um you came back to the flat so we were living together and that and I thought you'd recovered amazingly though and then obviously you had maybe about not even six months off work. I'm trying. I went back to work about February, I think. Yeah, and then started well, and a then brand, started a brand new, new job, job in job. April. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was probably like a massive But the, point. the funny thing is with that operation, though, like obviously there was a terrible thing going back in. Yeah. But it was the leg thing, <laughs> losing the feeling in my leg. That oh, that was a nightmare. Because I remember like your mum had set it all up for you at her house when you were staying there of how to have your leg in bed, how to have it situated. So when you came back to the flat, I thought, oh, honestly, every night it was <laughs> to set up all these cushions, all these pillows that were at the perfect height. I was like, oh my goodness. And I remember you like loved apple juice at that stage. So I, <laughs> I got in all the apple juice I possibly could. You were very good <laughs> Just all. anything to keep you happy and like taking your walks around the block and everything. Um, and just, yeah hoping that I was doing an okay job but obviously you, you, had, job. you had other people checking in on you as well there's no way it all fell on one person you know no and that's what's great about like with all that is you've always got support and yeah like everyone's great like you've got support from my family even your family oh and, yeah like and then, then my family got support from you you know yeah like, you know there's always um, my family think the world of you as well you know so they were great throughout it because they were they were always asking for you and you know um they were always looking out for me to make sure I was okay as well, so yeah it was definitely a group effort. Yeah, and obviously like after that was however long recovery and then yeah. from then on obviously we went back to the hospital and it was just constant checkups yeah, and so, stuff. So yeah. Would you? I would say you still got work. Obviously we know now that we've got. There was the year, like in 2018, that I've discussed a few times on the podcast mm-hmm. when I wasn't well. Yeah. Do you feel that you are always worrying about the next stage or are you kind of... Um, an idea of you know that I'm going to be sensible with how I feel? Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult because I'm a worrier anyway. You know I worry about everything. If I'm not worrying about something then I'm worrying. <laughs> so so I'm, I am always worrying, of course, but I I do trust that you will be honest and I know you've got enough people on your back that you can't get away with things. Um, I would say it's always nerve-wracking going to the appointments because you don't know what you're going to get told. You don't know what they're thinking. There's always other things that crop up. You know, one thing gets corrected, which puts another thing out of sync you know like the valve that you have now it's working great so the one that they replaced is working great but because it's working so great it's caused another your tricuspid tricuspid that's now leaking but it's at a stage where they don't think surgery would be beneficial so they've put you on all this medication i'm very thankful for that because i've got so many pills that i can keep track of it and you've got it also well that's a lot of pressure as well because sometimes when i'm filling up your little pill dispenser (laughs) i do think if what if i've completely forgotten what you're meant to be taking and i could just be giving you anything 
but yeah, no, I'd like I like doing that for you, and you know I am always checking on you. I'm like very aware of if you're getting breathless when we're out for a walk or anything. So yeah, I do always worry, but I like that I can go along to all these appointments with you. Obviously, the last year it's been a bit has different. been different, and I know you've got one coming up next month, and. The thought of not being able to go with you and yeah. thinking, will you retain all the information? Will you ask the right questions? Um, but I, I do trust, obviously, because you're the one that goes through it. So you know yourself, it's your body. Um, but I do like to have a bit of control in it as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, though, because like I've said in other things about... I'm really poor at keeping information in yeah. sometimes, so it's always good. Like, if I was go- I'm going on my own, so I might not retain the information. Yeah. So it's good to always have that. I know, but you... sometimes I worry that I that they think, oh my god, who's this? Because <laughs> I'm like asking all the questions, <laughs> and you don't get a word in. Um, but and I think it's good. About yeah, and I think how... it's good because it's another perspective and. I know sometimes I do ask very silly questions because I remember once with one procedure you were getting and I was like, will you be monitoring his heart? <laughs> and they were like, that's a great idea. That's exactly what I was like. All right. Okay. Obviously you're going to be doing that. That's fine. That was early. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I will always worry. But even if you didn't have a CHD, I would still be worrying about something else. So I wouldn't say it's specific to that. And in terms of like worrying about the future, I try not to. I just think of how you are just now. To me, we will live together till we're old. Like I don't that's think too far into the future, you know. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I try to just focus on now because we've got enough to keep us going yeah, <laughs> with our little boy. So, yeah, as long as I know you're healthy just now and... I have every faith because you're getting checked on so often. I think it's six months. Every I six months so. you get now, checked now with and, the medication you're on. And that's not even seeing the, my cardiologist. You know, that's going to seeing someone else. You know, I don't, I'm not... So that's good in a way. If you were to go starting to see the cardiologist yeah. every six months, it may be yeah. concerning because it was a year before, but now it's six months, but it's through another department yeah. which they're monitoring with this new medication. And another thing I would say about going to these appointments is the other people you meet and I mean we've had so many conversations about some of the people we've met at the hospital just chatting when you're in a clinic or something yeah and honestly just it amazes me what these people have been through um some of the stories and like actually living in the hotel one person, you know, yeah. waiting on a transplant, like that's just incredible to me and being so upbeat and just speaking to these people, it just really makes you think about what's important yeah. in life. And it's quite interesting because a lot of us CHD people are quite positive. Oh definitely. With what we've gone uh, yeah. Even though of all the traumas a lot of us have gone through and going You're... you know, continually going through that I'd say the majority of us have, I know anyway, are always very positive. Oh, definitely. You're a lot more positive than a lot of people that haven't had a lot of hardships. And um, But that's something I always say about you is open heart surgery 
total breeze, no problem. I won't complain once, but a cold or something, <laughs> and it's the end of the world. So that's one thing. It's very different. Say, <laughs> which blows my mind. I think it should be the other way around. Um, but yeah, just the, the people that I've met through... Their mentality. The stories I've heard. It, it's just it's very humbling to, to think what they've been through. And it, it does make you think. It puts things into perspective, definitely. But then now, like, you're part of this journey as well. You know, Yeah. along like when my parents have been through the journey from obviously... Yeah, the beginning. of course, yeah. And then you've joined in in the later life. And, yes. You know, you have to, and you're learning, and it's great because I get to share, not, it's not something you really probably want to share, it's not, but, you no, know, but I share it, it in nice a good way because I trust. have someone, yeah. And I, I like that I can trust you to do all this and be with me and help. Yeah, because, I mean, I suppose for some people it's a huge thing starting a relationship when you have CHD and when you have, scars or whatnot so i was quite you know, anxious obviously, yeah that's a huge thing big scar yeah. down my chest and it's like yeah not the the body people maybe want to see oh but to me <laughs> and i always say that to you it just reminds me of how brave you are you know yeah and that's what i think of everyone but yeah i can't imagine how it might be hard for people who don't feel comfortable and not even about the physical but like mentally and emotionally you know because it affects everyone differently so I know, and I was, you were talking about like this year as well, but mm-hmm. that alone brought its own anxieties and what stuff because I've literally been at home yes, pretty much, not yes. mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. And you've got to worry because you, like, gratefully have managed to go out and you went, like, went to shops and, yeah. you know, and you've got that worry of, because of the virus, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how just what how have you felt in the last year with it's having been, to do that obviously yeah. and yourself? So without even thinking of all those factors, it's been difficult for everyone. Um I think the first time round, so like the first lockdown that happened just about exactly a year ago, that was okay because we were both furloughed from work. So neither of us were working. It was summer it was lovely and we had our little boy at home so he kept us entertained didn't go in the shops that much i don't think i think a lot of i got that priority yeah so like online deliveries i would actually say this time has been a lot harder because i've still been working so i've had that worry of me going out to work and if i could possibly be bringing something back um, we also made the decision to put our son back to playgroup because we felt for him it would so be can, beneficial. Yeah. yeah, so it has been difficult, and I would say you're always torn because you're you're trying to get the right balance because obviously you're still not working, so we're trying to protect you, but at the same time we had decided that we didn't want to live apart, you know, because that yeah, was the that other was option. The rule yeah, for you'd have to live well and to me that just wasn't an option and for you to be apart from me and your son is mm-hmm. just it wasn't an option for me so i mean i hope we're turning a corner now and obviously hopefully we've got through the worst of it with your area of work yeah you've been lucky enough to get the vaccine yeah so i've had both and you've now. had both now so and... that that was good for me i felt happy because that 
I felt like that was protecting you as well. Yeah. And I didn't feel so bad that I was having to go out to work and everything. But yeah, it has been difficult because it has been a worry and there has been moments where I've stopped and what it would mean if you did catch COVID because I know it wouldn't be good because I know obviously it affects your lungs and your lung capacity is a big deal yeah. with the conditions that you have. So, And you, it was never going to be good news if you did catch it. So the thought that I could be responsible for bringing that home was terrifying. Uh-huh. But then I think I kind of put in perspective and thought, well, there's so many different ways you can catch it. Even with online food shops getting delivered, there is a chance with that, you know. Which is crazy. Cause yeah. It's just, like, you, that's, you're doing online yeah. food shops to avoid I know. going in the shops, but then there's still... There's only that. so much you can do. And I feel like we have done the right thing. I think we've been sensible. Um, but at the same time, been realistic as well of what we needed to do as a family and yeah. what worked for us. And with that, there's obviously going into the future and then obviously there was the mention of our son. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's interesting because obviously he is, is just a firecracker of a little boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so as me with the heart condition I'm always worried that I'm never going to be able to keep up you you know what I mean yeah but I mean he doesn't think anything of that (laughs) he just treats you exactly the same and I think you do amazing and I I don't think you should ever be self-conscious of that because I mean I've seen the two of you wrestle (laughs) there is nothing coming over you you're absolutely fine and yeah he doesn't think anything of it he I don't even know if he's questioned about your no, he's scars, seen them and he never... yeah, I don't think he's thought anything of it. You know, you're just his daddy and that's yeah. it. And that, that's good because that was all of my worry was having a child and them, like everyone knows how crazy kids are and keeping up with them. Yeah. And that was all of my worry with my condition was yeah. that can I be at that same yeah. level? I think it's tiring for anyone with a little toddler because they are very fast and they always like to be moving and they never stop. So yeah, I think I think that's a big thing that we're thinking about now is about not even just you, but me as well, like being healthy and yeah. being the best we can be. So yeah, I think, and I think actually from you having these chats, I know you've been inspired by... A lot of the people you've you've talked to and accounts that you've followed on Instagram. And so I think that's really good as well because it it lets you see. um, It's difficult because only you know what you can manage. But sometimes I want you to push yourself a little bit harder because I feel like you can do more. But only you know, so it's not for me to tell you. Yeah, and I, I probably could, you know, I know myself. Yeah. But then I've got a lot of anxieties. No, I know. About things and right now yeah. anxiety is over the top. No, I know. Everything that's happened. And, and I think we're the worst combination because we people both are the can worrying be and quite anxious. And people. The... <laughs> it's been tough for everyone, but we're probably the worst combination when it comes to anxieties. But we've managed. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're... We, we're doing fine. And I would also 
obviously we've been speaking about our son and I always remember because when you got pregnant there was the talk of because I've had my condition there is a chance that he might have we didn't know with he at that point mm-hmm. but that he could inherit in a way my yeah. condition and that was a worry for me because obviously knowing what I went through mm-hmm. and having that and him and obviously that would be a bad thing at all but there's that worry yeah that... and I think for you it was this feeling of guilt you would have yeah you would feel like it's your fault and um, I think we knew we knew before we even started trying that that was a possibility I think mm-hmm. we'd read up on it and we'd been told that um if you have a CHD there is and I think it is quite a small chance uh-huh. um it's smaller for men, if if the female has a CHD, I remember reading that it's, it's a higher than... chance that their child could inherit. Um, but we knew it was a possibility. And I think by the time I fell pregnant, it was very scary because um, completely yeah. separate to your CHD, there had been other issues. So it wasn't an easy road for us to get, fall get pregnant. To point, yeah. um, so then when we did, I remembered, I, I don't think I was overly worried about that and I remember always reassuring you that even if there was something that it didn't matter because look at how you've turned out yeah. you know and times have changed technology exactly yeah. there's so many advancements but obviously I could feel your worry and I knew it was coming from a personal place because you have yeah. the CHD and so I remember I think we got an extra scan at 30 weeks yeah and that was to that have, was a, the heart scan. have a good look at the heart because by that point the heart is well formed so they can have a good look to see what's going on and yeah we didn't know we were having a boy or a girl we didn't want to find out and i remember that we got the all clear yeah at the 30 weeks and, and everything was absolutely that was about fine. as exciting as finding out when we were yeah pregnant. and i remember <laughs> us not caring if it was a boy or a girl because we were just like it doesn't matter you know yeah we're having a baby and that's the main thing um and i think for you though i know that was a huge relief and i know that meant a lot to you to get the all clear on that because it's not that you're saying they wouldn't have a good life but it was just for you personally that would have been hard to deal with yeah because you know and i know from like what mom and dad dealt with but yeah and then there was obviously because of my health that would be for you that would be double yeah. Health. Yeah. Issues I didn't and... I didn't think of it like that. Um, but that's just me, you know. No, I know. The way I work. And... But I remember being so relieved for you because I knew how much it meant to you. Um and then obviously you kn- you never know until they are here. You know, there's always things that maybe get missed on a scan or mm-hmm. that and then obviously he finally <laughs> came <laughs> and he was the bill of health. Yeah. He was amazing, you know, he was perfect. He was, um, or is, I should say. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And that, yeah, I know. And that was like knowing that that was going to be great and yeah. even, and having the child and living the life that I've had and then yeah. getting to hopefully make him do everything I couldn't. <laughs> oh, but you've had a good life. You know, you have a good life. You know, you had a great childhood and our son does too. Yeah. But I would say that having a child brings a whole new level of worry in terms of 
it's more important than ever for you to be healthy and be your best because we we want to be the best we can for our son. Totally. Um, and at the same time, I know I have found it difficult in the past when I'm at appointments with you. And obviously there's been times where you have to stay overnight. Yeah. And I have found it difficult because I can feel torn sometimes of like, do I stay with you or do I go home to be with our son? Um, so I would say I find that difficult because for so many years, it, it, it was, was just, just you. Yeah. So of course, 100% I would be there. And we have so much help, you know, like both our parents are so great yeah. and are always happy to have our son. But just for me as a mum, I can find that difficult of feeling like, oh, where should I be? Should I be with Stuart or should I be at and home? And I think I have always said to you, I was like, go see him. Yeah. I'm not important. <laughs> Which is not true. And I know you like to have someone there as well, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, between us all, we always find a way exactly, to yeah. make it work. And always very grateful of you managing to come. Yeah. And even well, the choice, you know, it's never easy, but you're there and... We get through it and yes, we manage. Yes, we do. Yes. Um, and I suppose one of the things I would like to ask you mm-hmm. in the point of you've come in mm-hmm. to this life yeah, would be what kind of, what words or any like things you'd like to say to other people that have come into relationships who might be listening, you know, there could be yeah people who are partners of people with CHDs, is there any advice not advice but like yeah kind of like don't know if I... inspirational <laughs> yeah um i would say that it it is intimidating because it's a huge thing you know it's this massive thing that you've been through and are continually going through and um, so yeah it is intimidating but i'm very fortunate with your family that i've always been welcomed and included i would say not selfishly but just to make sure that you have support as well because I know there's times where I feel like I don't want to burden you with my worries because they're about you so Mm -hmm. and I don't want to add to your worries that are already there so I think it's really important to have a friend or family member that you can be 100% honest with and I know there's been times where I've needed that just to to have a cry or to to say how I'm really feeling um obviously we do we're very honest with each other but yeah. you know there's times where there's things I don't want to say to you thoughts I might be having or or fears I might have and so just always make sure you've got someone there for you i would say sometimes i'm quite bad for thinking well this isn't about me you know just get on with it don't you don't have time to think of your feelings just Stuart's the priority um but i think over time I've been told and I've realised that it is important for you as well that I am getting support, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's a huge thing and it is for anyone. And, yeah, just having someone to talk to, someone that can listen to you and listen to what you're saying and just be there for you because it's it never it's ends, hard, you know. It? Yeah, of course it is. But, yeah, I am fortunate. I do I'm close to my family and I have good friends that I can confide in. And obviously we talk all the times about 
And we do talk about everything. But I do think, and for you as well, I think you would say the same. It's important for you to have someone else that you can go to. Yeah. Other than me, because it is a lot to put on just one person. And um, I'm always really aware of that. And I just think to have someone that you know is there for you and that you can say anything to and they will listen, you know, they, they will give you advice or... Yeah. Just, just be and there for you. Even like you're talking about speaking to family and or other people. Yeah. But even with, with the hospital I go to anyway, like their support as well. You know they'll. Oh always yeah, they're be... amazing, and like they have, they include me, all the time now, and mm-hmm. they, uh, there has been meetings that you've had where, it's like, not been... it's not been easy, and yeah. you know I haven't been able to contain my emotions and they've been so good you know and they've been so understanding but again I end up feeling terrible because I'm like oh this is meant I'm meant to be strong for Stuart but I think advice I would give is that it's okay to not always be strong you know mm-hmm. it it's okay to feel the way you feel it's it's not all rosy you know it is yeah. difficult and it's great to be positive but sometimes it is hard you know and you know you do have hard conversations but no totally and like getting that support yeah is a big thing it's so important yeah if you feel like you're being helped you can help yeah then i feel stronger for you like if i am getting that support elsewhere i don't need to lean on you for that and i can be strong for me yeah and that goes for anyone going through yeah absolutely yeah it's okay speak to anyone you want someone will always be at the end and that's what's good now with social media exactly there's always so many support groups yeah there's always somewhere you can go and and someone can help I hope that everyone is in that situation where they do find someone that they can speak to with anything yeah and with like that's the whole reason I started doing yeah. this, you know. Yeah, and I was... know how much it's meant to you, and I know this was a huge thing for you. And for so long, you've hummed and hayed about doing it because you're like, oh, it's not really me. But you've done amazing, you know. I'm so proud of what you've managed to do with it um, and the amount of different people you've reached in different countries and different backgrounds, you know. It's yeah. been amazing. And that was, I would say that was the goal that I was aim to do here and I'm hoping it carries on you know yeah. and there's a lot more hopefully to come from all this yeah definitely and, but like it's helping me because I for a while like, I spoke I will speak to you obviously about my CHD and yeah my friends with CHDs but it's made me even speak to my friends more yeah about what definitely. I go through and then now some of them are actually listening to this so they are learning as yeah, well they don't exactly. realise and for me, I've found it amazing listening to the podcasts and you're speaking to people that I've met, like the first three podcasts yeah. you did, I've met those people and I didn't know their stories. I think you even came away saying, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So it's been amazing and it's just, it's so interesting. And in each and every one I've listened to so far, I've, I've learned something new and mm-hmm. I've been inspired by them. Um, so I think it's amazing. I know I've enjoyed it as well, and hopefully, 
they can carry on. And yep, just keep doing it. Thankful you've come on and no, shared I've your enjoyed it. Yeah. side of the CHD life. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm.